Hello and welcome to the Three Musketeers podcast. Introducing the brothers behind it, Hamid and Hissam Amiri. Join them on their journey as they discuss unconventional topics from different perspectives. Real experience with key speakers around the world. Welcome back to another episode with Hamid and Hesam. Today we have a special guest, someone that I've known uh, for a while now, and we share similar passions. And today we want to talk about what those are, you know, talk about education and how we can improve the process to recruitment and careers. And I think without further ado, I'm going to hand over to Gemma just to give us a, a very brief breakdown of, you know, Gemma, the journey of my future, yourself, and I guess why you decided to create that platform for whoever is out there. Yeah, thank you, Hamid. Thank you for having me on um, as one of your very special guests, as you just put it. Um, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so my future, actually, if I go back a little bit earlier on my future um, as a platform, I was a teacher, a PE teacher for almost 10 years. And obviously walking around in shorts and looking quite chilled, um, the powers of be decided that I needed to take on some extra roles and give the careers process to kind of take a lead on. And it was in that role where I'm trying to help our sixth forms, our year 11s, cohorts to take the next step from school it was in that process that I identified that actually the careers process hasn't really moved on since I was in school um yes it's a lot more digital now it's a lot more convoluted there's a lot more noise out there but it really hasn't embraced what technology can do and how we can apply that to making the the transition as easy as possible and as inspiring as possible I think you know inspiration has been really lacking in the careers world and the school leaving process um and it was the, having these kids in a classroom saying to them you know there's these apprenticeships there's these jobs there's these uni courses there's these opportunities and trying my best as a subject teacher to try and inspire them when all they wanted to do really was to go on their phones and check facebook and check instagram and so on and i thought what if those two worlds could collide and um, through their input and their direction, went and created my future, which is very similar to uh, Tinder for careers. Yeah. And I saw how excited they were getting at the prospect of creating this solution. And I took the plunge from teaching. Um, there was an opportunity for redundancy and I took it. And I've been building this ever since and trying to build real momentum and you know, community around what we're trying to do. And that's obviously how we met. And you're very passionate to, to help young people as well. Um, so that's where we are, really. Just kind of the platform's now live and it's about gaining momentum and trying to impact as many young people as possible. How long ago was that when you first started the platform? Because I'm just wondering, because technology is evolving mm. like crazy every day. So I'm wondering, like you said, careers were behind. I want to know... How long ago did you start? Well, it's really interesting, actually, that you, you know, you identify the technology moves so fast and it does. We're constantly evolving as we are now. But when I first had the idea, it was a, a Facebook for careers. And that was back in 2015. And me approaching the, the students I had then saying, hey, guys, how about we made a Facebook for careers? And you had, you know, a desktop 
um, profile where you could have like a, a news feed of opportunities and you can apply in a click. Yeah. And they kind of went, yeah, all right, kind of like that idea. But between 2015, well, 2015, we're talking and trying to prove concept and see if there's any interest there. 2016, I left teaching to make it happen. By 2017, we threw it all out and started again because we'd moved so fast. So before we even launched properly, we'd gone from a desktop version to a desktop version supported by an app. To actually throw all that away, we just want a Tinder-style thumbable and no desktop version. And now, going forward, we're exploring voice and we're exploring kind of gamified ways of matching with jobs. So we're constantly moving. Oh, wow. So so there's there's a roadmap uh, into what that's going to look like. And to be fair, I didn't know it's that recent. So you that's a very short window from the initial idea. You know, as you said, you've seen it, you know, Facebook-style to where it is today it's, it's five years from the kind of hey kids what do you think of this as a concept um to now but oh my god it feels like decades you know when you're just submerged in something and, and you're constantly talking to young people and you're constantly talking to organizations i feel like i've been doing this for decades and i guess kind of behind the scenes i have because i was teaching for 10 years before i did this so i was always helping young people progress before it kind of took on this entity, I suppose. But yeah, only five years. So, question for me: mm -hmm. What is the what's the what's the what's the end goal? What's the mission for my future? Oh, we've got a very clear uh, vision: is to mobilise Generation Z, which is this cohort of school leavers, towards better paid, better skilled futures. Um, moving away from. The, and I, I'm generalising here, but the, the low-skill kind of zero-hour contract um, employment. So yeah. no disrespect to anybody that's listening, but, you know, things like um, hairdressers, um, sports coaching, all well and good, great qualifications to have, great skill sets to have, but the jobs don't exist. So for me, it's we're on a mission. Uh, our mission statement is to mobilise 100,000 Gen Z towards employability and prosperity. The final bit of that, prosperity is what's most important to me. Yes, we could tick a box and put them into any old role. And yay, we could celebrate that. But for us, it has to be prosperous. And now we, those jobs we've identified that are growing, um, things like engineering, construction, cyber, digital. Um, yeah. You know, we're in South East Wales, so the, the combined semiconductor clusters, massive amounts of opportunity you know, an incredible skill set that doesn't require a degree, doesn't require any levels, but will ultimately be on 20, 30 grand within the first couple of years. So our overall kind of what drives me every day is how many of those young people can I nudge from, you know, roles that are dying and not going to be here in the next five years and not going to lead to prosperous lifestyles to, to just nudging them towards, you know, the growth sectors, the priority sectors, the emerging roles. So that's what really, you know, gets me up in the morning. Yeah, and, and to be fair, it makes sense. I'm in an IT sector, and mostly here, some you're in digital marketing. So, so, so mm. we get it. You know, you you're in. We talked about technology. It's moving at a, such a fast pace. You have to, I don't say jump on board, but you have to almost align. Okay, what careers is actually going to be available in three, five, ten years time? To me, what it sounds like is you're saying, I'm going to create a platform, jump on it because that will give you access to at least your first job, you know, leaving 
your education to something that you want to do. Yeah, and, and something you probably don't know exists. And I think that's, you know, this comes back to careers advice. Um, and no disrespect to careers advisors, you know, they do their best for sure. But if young people don't know about, you know, these higher skilled, higher paid jobs that I've mentioned, how are they going to find themselves going into those roles? And I, I mean, no disrespect to, you know, the hairdressing sectors. My best friend in the world is a hairdresser. She has her own salon and she's an incredibly talented, and incredibly skillful individual. But in terms of opportunities, they're few and far between. The local yeah. college is going to be churning out 120 hairdressers this summer. We know there's not 120 jobs. There's no, a handful I... of jobs at most. So, yeah, so it's exactly as you mentioned, this, it's coming back to that awareness piece. We want to move them, but we, you know, we don't want to disrespect any other sector. We just want to say, hey, there's 65 engineering roles local. There's only two hairdressing. Yeah, and, and to be fair, from, from my perspective, I've actually seen that approach uh, changing. So for me, representing Colleguent, uh, they had a huge um, presence, you know, for hairdressing as as a subject, and they actually decreased um, the number because there wasn't that many intakes, knowing what the market looks like. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're saying is a valid point, and you're right. You have to look at what's out there and the technology, with you know, engineering and uh, just the whole tech sector. There's just more options. You've jumped to a very good point about career advice. Career advice. So if I said, is it working? <laughs> what would be your short and long answer for us? <laughs> and you can be brutally honest here. <laughs> no, to, to, to start it off, um, to be fair, I think we both had career advice when we was in school. And I don't think the career that we're in was ever an option or it wasn't ever brought up. So I did a law degree, but I'm in digital marketing. Right. Not once did anyone ever talk about what digital marketing is or all the stuff on social media, how you can use this to your advantage. Yeah, Hesam, you alluded to it earlier, everything's moving so fast. So I really feel for these career advisors. I think when I was in school, there was a very set kind of route you could go into. Um, I'll come back to what my career advisor said in a minute. But... <laughs> Things are moving so fast. We know that, I mean, COVID just accelerated everything now. People are doing jobs and roles and skills that they never would have seen themselves doing, you know, end of last year. You know, people adapted to work from home using Zoom and different channels and so on. Um, So, yeah, the landscape is constantly, like, you know, motoring forward uh, what those skills, what those jobs could look like. And I really feel for careers advisors how they're going to keep up. Um, when I started my future, we started talking about this platform to to um, my students. And I, I'm going to be really honest in what they used to say. They used to get one hour a week with a um, careers advisor from our national provider. Um, and they'd go and have 45 minutes and they'd say to me, oh, Gem, I don't want to go. And I'd say, well, you've got to go because it's part of your tutorial. Um, and they'd come back and it was just like, oh, please don't let me go to that again. And then the next one was scheduled to go and she'd be like, oh, I don't want to go. What was it like? Tammy was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that, Gem. Don't make me go. So it's it's a very sterile kind of an inviting experience. You go and sit in a room with, you know, with an advisor you've never met before and you'll do a little test and you'll leave with an A4 photocopy of what your three goals are to reach this one kind of career path that they've identified for you. Um, mine going back 
in the day, not not that long ago, um, <laughs> was I walked in, I'll never forget, I walked into the school library and there was a little career advisor there, she's about five foot nothing, and I'm almost six foot, so she looked at me and she went, oh, you were tall, you should be in the fire brigade. And then she got this massive book, she went to the F's, she took a photograph, a photocopy of how to be a firefighter and handed that to me. And that was it. That was my, it wasn't even 10 minutes. That was my career's advice based on how tall I was. And I got a younger brother and yeah. he, he left school, I think it was about eight years ago. And he had this very similar thing that came home and it was on the fridge for them to do with, um, and it was, it was photocopy, not photocopy, sorry, it was magneted to the fridge. And that's where it stayed for about eight years, you know, just deteriorating in the corners um, how this is the career I'm going to go for. How am I going to get there? None of it was filled in. Um, and that's, unfortunately, when we started My Future, that's exactly the same process that was going on. And I think that's what instigated us to, to jump on that and say, right, we need change and we need change now. I think you've alluded to a very interesting point. Um, so, Hesam, your experience of, you know, law and now digital, and obviously, Gemma, yours, is almost like they, the, the career advice are, are the, the pace is so fast that what they advise you on that day is sounds like the traditional route for you. For example, as I'm looking at is okay, you're interested in this and this law. For you, Gemma, it's completely different. You know, they, they looked at your height and said, well, firefighter, but not actually saying, you know, um, what are you interested in? What are your passions? And I wonder if that's half the problem is when whenever you step into the careers advice, and that's not me disrespecting because my experience was was even worse. I think I, I, I was such a troublemaker, they didn't really have an option for me to just get my head on actually trying to get a GCSE or A-levels, which I'm not going to say what happened to those. Um, but f- I think for me, it's like as soon as you step in, you're almost behind the curve of what the future could look like. So it's unfair for the career advisor to actually try and advise you because they're behind the curve themselves and that's not disrespected in any way. That's just the way the, the nature of sectors work these days yeah absolutely i feel for them how could you possibly keep up with every single role and opportunity that exists um you know when i was doing this i was a subject teacher i had no cpd or any kind of advice of how to advise these school leavers on the world of work or because i i went to school i went to university and then i went back into school i had no other than working at mcdonald's when i was in college I had no concept of the world of work, and that's where we finding that's where we were finding ourselves. With, you know, every teacher, subject teacher, you know, you're an expertise in this particular subject, but you're given the responsibility of informing the next generation of all the opportunities out there, and it's impossible. And careers advisors are few and far between, so you don't always get to see one when you're in school unless you're most at risk um, of leaving school if we need support. The mainstream, for want of a better word, learners are kind of left to it and they're told to, to go to a website. And if you know young people, the the desire to go to a static website isn't there. Um, True. So these are all reasons why we had to move our technology so fast. We were a static website and I got really excited about all the kind of you know, the job specs, the, um, the videos, the how-to-dos and everything being on there. And they just said to me, don't, we don't want that. So, you know, in terms of... What we could, what we, what we're doing is kind of not replacing the careers advisor. I would never do that because I think that one to one on our blended approach is incredibly important for young people. 
but our technology is it can do the matching that a person can't. So if we have a database of all the opportunities, they can get them through the algorithm matched to a young person. And, you know, it happens all the time. I see young people all the time go, oh, wow, I, I've matched to this or I can apply for this. And, you know, one of them was just, and I'll give you a quick example of how careers advisors miss things like this. We were working with um, a school up in the valleys and they were kind of the naughty kids. Pro- you probably would have been in this class, Hamid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they were kind of like, you know, in the basement of the school trying to stay out of trouble, went in and tried to inspire them with a careers talk. Um, wouldn't get anywhere, you know, they're like hoods that just want to play on their phones, looking down. And we said, okay, it's like a Tinder for careers, so let's log on. They went, oh, okay, Tinder for careers, that sounds interesting. Bit of a nudge to the guy now. And this one guy that signed up, he, he didn't have any qualifications yet, but he had a real passion for music. He put that in his profile and we had five matches straight away. So he matched with two courses in the local college for music, technology, oh, wow. music production, something like that. A volunteering position to um, support children with learning disabilities through music. Yeah. Um, and then another one was a full-time position with the local army squadron. So he could have got, and he used to be um, part of the army band and to be a specialist musician in the army. So he'd get to travel the world with the army squadron as part of the army band. Full wage, pension, bed and board, see the world. And this was one of those moments where, you know, the hood comes down and he looks at me, he looks at his phone, he's like, really? I can go into the army and just play music and get paid? And we were like, so the support worker come over, I come over and we had to look at him and we're like, yeah. And um, so it's that, you know, the technology can, who would have thought that, right? If he said to the creative advisor, I'm interested in music, army I, I don't think the careers advisor would you know that those connections are not made but technology allows us to do that and really raise aspirations yeah and i think especially sorry with, i go uh, off on one mind i get too excited so. <laughs> no no <laughs> but listen it intently um i think especially with generation z because i think i missed it by two years born in 93 but i think oh you're old the wave oh yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> But the way people behave, it's completely changing. So I think we more tech advanced with our phones as well, as you said, though before. So attention of span is quite short. Yeah, to mm-hmm. me, you're born in the generations Z. Obviously, people now leaving schools. You know, we had them, and we'll talk about the exams uh, very shortly. You know, um, a sore topic to discuss. But I think the, these generations now are just born into the technology. Um, it's part of the nature. So you know, kids these days. Uh, on iPad, you know, um, and I know family friends, the kids are like three or four or five, and they already know how to use iPad. Better than you. We, well, yeah, because I don't use iPad, but yeah, you're right. And I think, Gemma, what you've alluded, which is very interesting, is I wonder if my future app is almost the the bridge, bridging the gap between, you know, your face to face, that one to one with a career advisor, but also a tool that career advisor can utilize to say to students and say, look. Tell me, you know, what are you like? What are you interested? Plot that into that app and say, well, look, actually, did you know you've got these potential options to consider? Mm, yeah, and I don't know why it, we're not using our mass scale. Yeah, myself as well. I think <laughs> um, we were always ahead of our time and we've had to pull back a lot of the terminology, the, the functionality and things that we're saying to organisations, yeah. to careers by two schools because it's just too advanced to them. But when we spoke to the young people, and even the terminology and like using, using AI to make the um, the algorithms um, more exciting and easier and quicker and more thumbable and more instant and more curated. So we've, we've got this kind of different terminology we have to use. 
and unfortunately it's you know gen z are marching ahead and we have to mm. provide something that's can stay a little bit ahead of them so we can make it exciting and innovative for them whilst also trying to inform you know earning learning training volunteering leaders providers schools colleges you know ministers people in charge of policy and so on that a static website isn't going to work anymore a curated careers functional app that sits on their phone that can empower them 24 7 is the future but um, yeah, it's and that's been a learning curve for me. You know, I I was a teacher that you know I was a PE teacher. Talk about any muscle in the body, but entering this world where you've got to talk about tech, you've got to talk about you know business processes and psychology and and trying to influence decision makers. You know, it took me a couple of years to be able to adapt to that. So you know, I've probably hard way round, but I've gone the only way uh, I know. No, but but to be fair, I think from my from my perspective, sitting on on this side of the fence and you know you're talking you started 2015 and where you are now it's only upwards um i see it because for me you've easily captured the imagination and the, the pulling off the students because as you said once you demonstrate what it could do you know the example you gave i can visualize that being very powerful mm. but you've got other aspects as you said you've got organizations um to be to be on board You've got um, schools, you know, we, we mentioned that bridging the gap between, you know, the career advisor actually using your tool as a methodology to present the options. Um, what other aspects or what other people do you need to, I guess, showcase my future and what it could do for them? Um, probably the organisations. We, we stay very clear of the word recruitment. We don't want to fall into that kind of trap and just be seen as a, a jobs board or another Indeed or whatever it might yeah. be. I think a lot of people's perception of us, particularly in the early days, is that's what we are. Um, I think we're coming around that now, our terminology, our, 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 you know, the way we kind of engage with organisations. We're just a helping these organisations raise their visibility because you alluded to earlier, you know, the attention span is so limited now. It's less than eight seconds. Um, you know, to put that into context, um, like my mum on her phone on Facebook is so slow. She'll scroll up so slow. She'll <laughs> take in every picture, every comment made by somebody. And if you see a Gen Z on their phone, they're in and out of apps, Instagram, Snapchat, back into, you know, WhatsApp. And, you know, they... You actually, there's a hidden number. You have two seconds to capture and then you have something like seven or eight seconds to engage. So if you don't capture them in that two seconds, you're never going to get that seven second worth of engagement. So it's the barriers for organisations now. So for colleges, training providers, you know, armed forces, whatever, is actually being seen. And when we were creating My Future, I thought we were going to be challenging um, to, to be alongside the social media apps you know, the Facebook for careers or, you know, yeah. the a kind of on that level. But I quickly realised actually with the level below that, with the functionality on their phone for a particular purpose, but only gets opened as and when they want to achieve or action something. So you've got your Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, which are kind of your go-tos every time you, you pick up your phone. This is what Gen mm-hmm. Z is just going to straight away. And then there's a level below that, which is your, your Amazon, your Netflix, your YouTube. Um, your Whenever you need online banking, you go. Yes, your Uber, your Tinder that sits on there when they want to, okay, I want to check um, if there's anybody, you know, local that I could date. You don't do that on social media. You go to Tinder, you open that. 
okay, I want to check my bank balance. I don't do that on social media. I go into, a, you know, my banking app. So there's two layers. Um, and it's obviously social media has some, you know this, like messaging, brand awareness, um, culture is really important. But it's actually functional apps where things happen. So that's where we have to sit. And that's where we want to take brands to sit on that school leaver's phone for when they're ready to engage because random colleges, random training providers, random job providers on Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, they're following each other. They've, you know, they have very curated um, view of I'm on Instagram to project a lifestyle. I'm on Snapchat to chat to my mates. I'm on TikTok to be entertained or to entertain. Yeah. None of those channels. And we surveyed two and a half thousand young people when we started this process. Um, or part of the original build of this. And we surveyed two and a half thousand and said, which channels do you use to look for job opportunities? And not one of them, not one of them said um, Instagram, Snapchat, or um, what did we use? I think it was Twitter back then. Not one of them. So they're not there. They're not using social channels to look for opportunities. So we've got to get on that phone in a different way. And it's through becoming a functional app. So whether it's once a fortnight or once a month when they're lying on their bed or, you know, an advert watching friends on telly and an advert just come on, they'll pick up that phone and might go, oh, let's check what opportunity to look go. Open up that app, swipe right a couple of times, done. Friends is back on, I've just applied for four jobs. Is, is Friends back on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, example. It and never goes think, off. I, I was going to say, I don't, think you'll see, I don't think you'll see kids watching Friends, Gemma. Just, oh, it's blown up in lockdown, have you not known? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I swear down, and I love friends myself, so I'm very happy about this. Yeah, especially on because we have to do a lot on TikTok, so just kind of following trends and yeah, friends have blown up in lockdown because they had it all on Netflix, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- to be fair, it's 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 one of those that still is always relevant. Um, mm. We could talk about friends as an episode for podcast, just for ideas. I think <laughs> for me, for me, Gemma, one. One thing that is quite interesting, and I wonder why, because for me, I, I've been I've been working for several years now. I've been involved in recruiting, and I know we don't want to call it a recruitment tool, but once, so for example, I was looking for a junior developer to join my team um, December last year. I struggled. I had th- over thirty applications to come through. I had to sift through the CVs, um, do take time, you know, get a HR lady with me, and and do the interviews, process, 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 and eventually got the person in. And he's the right person. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But thinking about your app, I would love it if I say I need a junior developer. You know, this is what I'm after. You know, personality, skills, etc. Plot yeah. that into a tool application, in this case, my future. And automatically, you will tell me, by the way, Hamid, if that's what you're looking for, I've got three, four, five, six people that, I think is matching what you're after. And for me, it wasn't qualification, qualification. I actually wanted someone who's just hungry. It was all is it was more the the passion. The the passion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone who can fit in, someone who actually is interested in technology rather than software engineering degree and uh, you know, Cisco and SQL, whatever. I could throw all these technical acronyms that I don't even know half of them anymore because I don't do techni- techie stuff anymore. But f- for me, it, the question is why are we not having more organizations come into your tool application and using that or or are they and if they're not what 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 can we do what you know what are they what are the next steps well we're starting to you know we are growing uh, we just had a new apprentice 
apprenticeship provider sign up this morning and put a whole bunch of apprenticeships live on the platform which is great because I'm, I'm just like you mentioned then let's get them in young and let's train them in uh, in-house right mm. um i'm a solid advocate for apprenticeship routes rather than university and um, I'm, I'm glad you said what you did about don't require x amount of qualifications um because up until this year we've seen a steady decline in amount of young people going on to university um i'm of the mindset of you know there's no guaranteed of a job anymore coming out of uni but you're guaranteed 40 grand worth of debt is it worthwhile yes and out of the i think we're up to like maybe 200 kind of opportunity providers on our platform now only one has ever required an a-level as a qualification that leaves you know let's say 199 organizations that have said we don't require an a-level for this opportunity um, and they vary, obviously, in levels and so on. But there is, this, and, and you're right there, or you're on the pulse, so to speak, there is this kind of awakening to the fact that we don't want them or need them to have high-level qualifications. We just want them to have a positive attitude, a willingness to learn, um, those kind of qualities to come in and train them in, in-house. What we've seen, yes. you know, some some providers have said, actually, we have to undo their training sometimes when they come in. Yeah, I totally agree, and and you, you're, I've seen that. So so myself, um, it's common across, um, especially technology sector, where we've realised because what you have in in many organisations, you have an in-house training platform anyway, one way or another. Mm. If that's verbal, if is if is um, mentoring, it's there. So gone the old days. Uh, I say old days for me when I joined. Uh, my first workplace, I had to have a degree with a you know minimum of two one etc., and then I went and done assessment and so on and so on. Where now, or at least the past three or four years, you're right. You've seen a de- decline in in uh, university uh, and apprenticeship obviously has has increased, and organisations that I've been involved and I've spoken to, what they're looking for is I want to get someone who actually is just got the passion and the right mentality that can fit in it's the soft skills that matters a lot more now mm-hmm. and then from a financial perspective it's you train them they, they come in i'm not saying cheaper but you know they, they come in fresh off you know the first job so you can you can say um, you know 18 19 20 and then work them up where if you go externally and get someone uh you know experience i i had a choice um to get an experienced developer for my for the what i needed or go junior, and I said, you know what? I'd rather get a junior because I can shape that person and help and support to whatever they want to get to. Where if I get an experienced developer, they'll be set in their ways, and they'll have an they'll have an expectation, not a bad one or a good one, but they're just mm. set in their ways. And you rather just get someone who's just quite raw and shape them the way you want it for your organization. And it's a common theme. So if, you know, yeah, f- for absolutely. me, the the, the question, um, and I, I will probably do a post this um, episode to organizations on 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 social media why don't you approach my future because they can actually provide you what you need at a cheaper cost from a financial perspective because people love numbers but also you know you're getting the right people i'm not doing a plug for Gemma. i'm just <laughs> i guess i'm just looking at me and I, i'm just trying to visualize in my head and i can't work out the answer why we're not having my organization or more organizations come to your platform and and utilize it while it's there yeah i think um a little bit of it is market fit 
nobody has created a school leavers platform in this way before. Um, all kind of recruitment job platforms are kind of geared to the ones that are already working and to change jobs. So if anybody comes to our platform and they're looking for somebody with a graduate degree um, or an undergrad degree, 10 years experience, five years experience, um, management skills and so on, we are not the platform for them. Uh, we are for those that are coming out of school, may have done a little bit of you know, babysitting or a little bit of work experience or maybe worked at McDonald's on the weekends or something like that. So they, yeah. they're very kind of this gap that's need plug-in for as long as we can remember. We're the first people to step into that and be, right, we are school leavers and school leavers only. And we are the school leavers that are not going to university. So we're very niche, very niche. But then in that, our market is training providers, colleges, universities, um you know, employers, hospitality sector, the tourism sector, um, seasonal sectors, um, the armed forces. So it's just building up our presence with them. But what I want to say, if you're not going to pitch me, I'm going to pitch us. Um, Our response (laughs) to COVID. um, So we've been watching very closely, obviously, how these A-level results week and GCSE results week have been playing out. And the fear and the anxiety on young people and we've been kind of on the call face a lot, talking to them, reassuring them. And the other side of the coin then is the organisations that I just mentioned have these opportunities. We wanted to just say, OK, our app is always free for young people. It's always sit on their phone completely free, just ready to empower them whenever they need it. What can we do to make sure there's um, a real kind of shift in momentum now that would allow that to happen more, give them greater opportunities? So. We kind of thought, well, okay, what would leaders do in this space? If we are the first ones in this space, what can we do that's really kind of unique, really out there? So um, we only make money off the organisation side of things. But because it's COVID and a lot of people are struggling, a lot of people are kind of wary of are we going into a recession and, you know, bottom line and things like that. So we've just gone, right, okay, we'll be the ones that take it on the chin. We've opened up all our platforms now for free. So if there's any organisation for the whole of 2020 can can work with us to help mobilise these school leavers who are feeling anxious, who are in limbo, who have lost university spaces, that have lost work experience, that have lost so much. The best way we feel we can impact them is to give it free to every organisation in Wales that wants to come on this journey with us, that wants to help us save these school leavers. So it's probably never been a better time. It costs them absolutely nothing. It's risk free, but you can really help us be part of the story to to save you know that this class of twenty twenty. I don't want them to be known as the COVID generation or the Corona yeah. kids. They don't want to be known as that themselves. So what can we do to avoid that? And it's all about being opportunity rich for us. So if we can work with this whole network of organisations across Wales, give our platform for free. Let's take it on the chin. For the rest of the year right it's fine i don't need to eat don't worry about it um let's just do something innovative and do something f- for the better good right so that's what's happening for the rest of 2020 so you've done a pretty good pitch i've come in with the closer no yours is yours is 10 times better <laughs> yes as i say yeah if we're going to put the like plug or anyway be that one not it'd yours be, it'd be it'd be Gemma saying yeah. <laughs> come come and use our platform for free <laughs> but we'll have to make sure just say 2020 you know just people don't don't but you know what you're making a valid point and Gemma, you're right i think what you've what you've done also is you've said do you know what the, the people the class 2020 is is is, a, is more important um so come and use our platform as you mm. said 
what's what's the risk? You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and it's you know it's and it's you know crazy times right we've all got to pull together as far as I'm concerned so this is what we can do and then together then we can all help this young generation it's a yeah. win-win as far as I'm concerned agree and I think um, when I first heard about my future what I was thought was amazing is he also gives young people an opportunity of career they never thought about so me as I said before like there's people out there who don't know they can probably make money being on Instagram if they've got so many followers if they become an influencer so there's those opportunities that people are not aware that they've got the skills but they just don't know it's this generation they they the savvies on social media yes uh, you know the one the gem example um, yeah. to, to, to go work for army pension money um, just playing music I never thought I never knew that existed <laughs> yep yeah I think what you highlighted, Gemma, is your, what your app probably does. It, it highlights people's passion to career, where for me, what I've realized over the years, and I'm, and I'm talking past experience and people around me have done that, is you don't follow the passion to, to, you know, to get the career. You follow what you're, you know, sometimes what you're, what you're good at or sometimes what you think it's, it's beneficial you know, for your wealth. For your wealth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be completely, let's be completely transparent. People within within the BAME sector, which which we we both represent here, the three top things they do is uh, accountancy, lawyer, and uh, medical sector. And I've seen is that, that because of people. family influence. I, do you know what? I think it's a topic on its own. Uh, but you're right. It's a. I think it's a family influence. Uh, within within the culture is also. Um, I don't know if it's what you've seen around you, you know, what your your community. past generation, your community go to. I don't know if it's a status thing that, you know, you get to be called doctor. There are so many mm. factors. But what's bizarre is, for me, I went into IT. Uh, now, that was pure luck because, as we alluded or uh, are about to say, I failed my A-levels. You know, I had three U's in my A-levels. And they were in, mm. funny enough, uh, biology, physics, and business I think I wanted to be a doctor, um, but <laughs> clearly biology getting a U said, said, "Yeah, that's not for you." Um, but you're 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 right. It opens doors for people to follow their passion, and it's something I've said when I've gone to schools and universities: is follow your passion, and the money comes with it. Don't follow the money because you then you then lose your core values, and as soon as you do that, you're on a downward spiral. And again, it's probably a whole different topic, but. I th- I think if I'm being completely honest, what your app does, it matches people's passion to a credible career that they weren't aware of. Hmm. And that was always really important in terms of when it comes to deciding what our matching algorithm was going to be. Uh, passion is one of the high level ones. I can put in, you know, I'm interested in music and I'm interested in football and I'm interested in or oh, gaming. Um, and they can personalise it then, so everybody got the kind of gaming for different people mean different things and and that but it's it's those then that are matched because what i want is generation dead to like jump out of bed in the morning right because we've matched them to an opportunity that they're passionate about um and i'll just mention the football one because the nature of where we are Cardiff based is we're working with the cardiff city foundation uh we've got a whole range of opportunities on there from learning so they do kind of the BTEC courses they do work um paid work with those who've got learning disabilities, paid work with girls in sport. Um, they've got another course for those who haven't um, 
achieved any qualifications in school uh, disability sports officers they need they got such an array of opportunities but who would have thought if somebody said oh, i'm gonna work for cardiff city then they probably would have thought right i'm either gonna be a footballer then or one of the staff in the grounds on match day but just by those few passions we can just open up we can cast the net yeah. we can cast the net over music we can cast the net over um, football cast a net over something else and then bring all, all those opportunities in and honestly the uh, the faces light up because you know by matching the passions we're taking away all the irrelevance as well so when you go on another platform and you put in say some matching criteria you might say jobs cardiff um digital um it scrapes from across the internet mm. and you might have things in bristol and newcastle and so on and that's one of the frustrations we had when we were teaching um, but this, you know, this brings in real relevant stuff to them. And it's like every one of them is an actual opportunity. So as you're swiping through, whether you swipe right or left, the next card is relevant to you. All the hard work is done. So now we're historically, they've gone on job boards and thought, oh, I can't do that. Oh, this one looks good. Oh, no, I need a graduate's degree. Oh, this one looks good. Oh, no, 10 years experience. So there's none of that. Every opportunity that's in their hand is a real opportunity that's designed to inspire them because predominantly they matched on their passions. And do you know what? I think what I love about what you just said is I get the sense my future app creates that direct link. Uh, so you mentioned, you know, um, girls. I, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, we have a lack of females in IT sector. Um and it's, it's, it's something that, you know, I'm an advocate and trying to break that perception. And I don't know why there is because my role models are actually um, my past managers and my directors and they're both female. And I look up to them in professional, you know, environments because the way, the, the way they just were uh, and are. And I think what your app does, it removes those, it removes those noises, let's call them. Um, and as you said, it just creates that tunnel that says, you know what, person X I don't care about your background. I don't care, you know, um, about the perception and if you're if you're shy or not. If your passion is this, there's an opportunity here. Uh, and I want to take this moment, and I was, I'm looking at Hesam as well. I want on air to say, look, you've got me and 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 Hesam as officially advocates of my future. Oh, okay, it's it's live now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, <laughs> editor, don't That's take this bit out. Bless you. Um, no, but seriously, you, you've got as an advocate, and if there's anything we can do to support what you do, because I've known you for a while now, and I know, I know where your heart lies, and it's truly about those younger generation getting the jobs uh, and opportunities they deserve, and I think you've created that. But and what I love is what I hope is organisations to realise you've got this platform ready for them and see past the the numbers at the moment they don't exist because it's a free it's a you know free app for them to use but even post mm -hmm. that see past the numbers actually get on board with this app and give the younger generation opportunity uh, and i guarantee you they will be hungry and they're going to get to where they need to get to but also help any organization and what i Gemma, i think what i'd love to see is your my future app grows not to the was a hundred thousand um students yes. mm. not to that My i think there was a figure, I, I think that, that there was a figure i saw in in, in one of your videos was it like seven million um uh, kids students or believers i want to say 
Yes, yeah, 7 million young people are transitioning, um, whether that's from school into college or from college into work, um, that kind of that Gen Z, you know, age group. There's 7 million of them that need support right now. So let's round that up. So we says 100,000 is the first milestone that we we, mm-hmm. we, we, we want to support Gemma to get to, but the next one should be a million. Um, and hopefully we, we get my future somehow to even you know the the older generation not older generation but you know people who got experience um create a platform that actually helps people follow their passion because i don't think such a thing such a platform actually exists and what I, that's what i love about my future is there yeah. anything else we want to grill Gemma while <laughs> we've got a ah uh, have you got any interesting facts outside of my future so for people who don't know you played rugby professionally I played elite level rugby, international rugby. Yeah. Unfortunately, because um, I'm the wrong gender, I can't play professional sport, uh, professional rugby in Wales. But that's a whole other issue. <laughs> but yeah, I played wow, at elite I mean, level. Is that, is that was that the actual reason? Was that is that still the case? It's still there's talks of next year they may they may make a few uh, women internationals professional. So well, I don't know that. Wow. A long way behind the curve in Wales when it comes to rugby. That's um, um... despite you know the the profile the men get, um, the disparity between the men and the women's and our women's compared to other women's across the world is is quite stark. Yes. So what do you want a fact? I do. I do want that fact. That's a bit... no, but that's, that's <laughs> no, quite... no, but that's, fact. <laughs> no, but that's 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 sad and quite disappointing. I didn't know yeah. um, we're, we're behind the curve that much. I mean, for me. You're not into rugby. I'm not into yeah. Rugby didn't exist where where we came from, uh, Gemma. Um, it's I think every up. time, every, it, well, yeah, it is now. <laughs> I think every time uh, we had double P and it, it was it was rugby. I made the excuse. Um, I, I've got bad leg, or I, you know, I'm admitting to my past um, rugby fault, r- rugby lies. <laughs> so if anyone listens to you know from my past school, apologies, uh, my PE teachers. Yeah, I lied. I didn't go to ju- <laughs> <laughs> to rugby because I didn't like it. <laughs> I'd lie now, mind. If I had to play rugby now, God, I'd cry. Oh, no. Once you retire, that's it. The thought of colliding with a, a 16 stone prop at full speed oh, makes my bones quiver. Yeah, I think I'm going to just hide behind my laptop and you know, have, my, <laughs> yeah. have my team meeting. Yeah. Um, Gemma, it's honestly been amazing talking about my future uh, and what it represents and the mission and the goal. All I can say and is. And the opportunity, right? We're on the yes. leading edge here in Wales now. I'm off on my soapbox again. Um, <laughs> but we're on the leading edge to, to put our next generation ahead. You know, none of this kind of lagging um, apathy in Wales. Let's let's mobilise, let's action it, let's do it. And, and let's do it for the sake of our um, generation of school leavers. And next year's are going to be heavily affected by what's happened this year as well. So let's get ahead of the curve. Let's be world leaders in something. There you go. There you go. That, that was a good summary. That's the perfect wrap. Um, and for anyone who <laughs> wants go. to find out more, go to my future um, or contact Gemma directly. Yeah, there's social media. Go check it out. Um, and once again, thank you, Gemma. Oh, thank you so much, guys. Great chatting to you. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Three Musketeers, hosted by Hamid and Hassam Amiri. Don't forget to share and follow. As more thought-provoking episodes with guests around the world will be appearing soon. See you soon.